Hello, everyone, and welcome to Daily Delivery. I am your host, uh, not Michael Rand. Um, I know I am not the voice you're used to hearing, but my name is Christina Long, and I am the sports intern at the Star Tribune. Um, I am taking over for Michael um, today and tomorrow on the show to give him a couple of days off. Well-deserved time off for him. Um, He was gracious enough to teach me how to make this podcast. So excited to be here today and then also tomorrow to bring you Strib Sports Daily Delivery. Today's show, we are going to talk a little bit about the LPGA Legends Tour and the local tournament that's taking place starting today with a pro-am and going into two days of golf Friday and Saturday. Um, We're talking with former Minnesota golf coach Michelle Redman about bringing that event to the area. Um, their hopes to make it an annual event. And then after that, we have Randy Johnson, our Gophers reporter on the show to talk a little bit of Gophers um, football preview because they started camp uh, Wednesday and Randy has been able to talk to some players at media days and, and give us a little bit of insight into what's coming for the Gophers. So that's what you have to look forward to on the show. Um, first, just so that you kind of know who I am, since you're so used to having Michael, I just graduated from the University of Missouri. I am originally from Arkansas, but I try not to let my uh, SEC bias creep in when I'm talking to Randy about uh, Gopher football. And yeah, I've been, uh, of course, following everything that's happening with the SEC and the implosion of the Big 12. And that's certainly been something to follow. Um, As somebody who grew up a lifelong college football fan, you know, in Arkansas, it's quite the opposite of here in Minneapolis, where you have pretty much every professional team you could ever want in any sport, um, whether it's soccer or women's basketball, football, all of them. In Arkansas, we had none. And uh, the university was our pro team. So I am very familiar with uh, the trials and tribulations of of the SEC and conference realignment. And uh, Randy and I talk a little bit later on about how that could impact the Gophers and the Big Ten, um, which I think a lot of that remains to be seen. But Before we get to all of that as well, before we get to that too, another bit of college news as Paige Beckers, Minnesota native, she stands to make, I think, almost or more than a million dollars off her name, image, and likeness, um, especially now that she has trademarked the name Paige Buckets, which is, um, she really was born into that. Uh, She really lucked out with a name that sounds vaguely like Buckets, and she's officially trademarked that and stands to make bank off of her name, image, and likeness, and that trademarked name, which is pretty exciting to see, you know, a local star, you know, it's already been fantastic to see her take off and, and make a splash in NCAA women's basketball. But now, I mean, she is really going to become a brand. And that's something that I think is also going to be interesting to see with another local star, Suni Lee. So she just surpassed, I think, a million Instagram followers, and she had something like 250,000 maybe before she won her gold medal, which 250,000 already is a ton. And now she's surpassed a million and has become this kind of gymnastics sensation. And she is about to go to college at Auburn. And once she gets there, which I'm sure will be in the next few weeks, since they're probably starting school pretty soon and she'll have to start training with, with her new team she stands to make a lot in in sponsorships, whether that's locally at Auburn or with national brands or gymnastics brands. I know a lot of um, 
leotard companies and things like that like to sponsor athletes. Um, and I'm sure that now that she's able to, she's going to pull in a lot of sponsorship money from a lot of that. So I think it's really fascinating to see how this is going to impact women's athletes. I think that, you know, we're seeing with Quinn Ewers leaving Texas, um, his high school in Texas to go play at Ohio state early so that he can make, you know, potentially millions off of his name, image, and likeness while at Ohio state. I think those are kind of the big stories that are making headlines. And then, you know, Paige Beckers, that was a pretty big deal the other day as well. Um, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see how some of these women's stars really start to profit off their NIL. And then another thing that I've always found interesting about this conversation is athletes making money off things that don't actually have to do with their sport. Um, I remember there was one story about, you know, there's athletes who get famous on TikTok, you know, there's athletes who get famous on Instagram for doing things that aren't necessarily their sport. There was some athlete and I can't remember what school she was at, but she got pretty, she got a decent following for like refurbishing furniture or something. And places wanted to sponsor her. They wanted their products or their things featured on her page for her doing this kind of remodeling of of furniture. And she wasn't able to do that. And I think, you know, there's kind of these random niche stories that could, that could come out um, for whether that's for, you know, football and basketball stars or for, you know, gymnasts or track athletes. I think there's so much opportunity for so many different things. You know, there's athletes who could start their own clothing brands, their own, you know, maybe they want to start a coffee company or something like that. I mean, there's so much opportunity for them to be able to do that. Um, And I think it'll be really exciting to see how that impacts um, local athletes. So whether that's, you know, gophers or now that St. Thomas is moving into division one, um, there could be opportunity for some local, local things over in the St. Paul area as that school kind of grows in its audience and has more of a following nationally um, moving to division one. So that's another thing to keep an eye on for sure. Um, beyond just the stars like Paige Beckers and SUNY Lee, there's so much opportunity for, you know, athletes who don't necessarily have a million Instagram followers um, to still kind of pull in a little bit of money and, and get some really unique opportunities. So definitely something to keep an eye on there. Speaking of women's sports, the LPGA's Lando Lakes Legends Classic is coming to the area. They have the Pro-Am starting today, and then they have the tournament kicking off tomorrow um, and going into Saturday. That tournament is a brand new event. Former University of Minnesota women's golf coach Michelle Redman helped bring that event here locally and she really wants this to become something that could be annual. So Michelle Redmond joins the show today to talk a little bit about the Land Lakes Legends Classic. Hi, Michelle. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Nice to see you. So you were the women's golf coach at the U for about 10 years, right? I was, yep. And you recently retired. How is retirement treating you? Oh, I love it. It's so nice to have my own time again and just kind of, it's nice to be home. I mean, it's been nice to spend more time with my family. I don't think you realize how much you're gone until you're home more. And so it's just been great. I love it. It's been a, it's been a really good transition for me and the tournaments kept me busy and I'm playing, I'm starting to play more again. So it's all, it's all working out good. Right. I was gonna say, apparently the, the game is still a pretty big part of your life then, because I mean, you've got this, this tournament. So first of all, what is the legends tour in, the, in general? So it's the. LPGA senior tour. So it's anyone okay. that's 45 and older is eligible to play that played on the LPGA. So, 
And then we have our criteria, which a lot of it has to do with money list when you were on the LPGA, the current money list from the Legends Tour itself, how many tournaments you have won. But it's all of us that have played on the LPGA at one time or another coming together once we're 45. That's awesome. So why do they have a tournament like this? Like, why, what does it mean to some of the ladies like you who, who played back in the day? <laughs> oh, it's, you know, it's fun to, it, it's fun socially to get together, but it's even more fun to get, still compete against each other. And I, cause we all have that. So we all still want to beat each other and compete, but it's, it's just different now. It's not, it's, it's more fun. I think we're really kind of cheering each other on a little bit more. I think than we did when we, played on the LPGA, but it's just a, this is a great opportunity for us to have a tournament up here and have Land Lake sponsor it. And then Mystic Lake, you know, presenting and having us and hosting us. I mean, it's just been so far, it's been a great week. Right. So then this event locally, the Legends Classic, you helped bring this about, right? How did this come to be? I did. So I had been wanting to host a Legends event here for a while. uh, And then I I, uh, connected with Jim Lehman and he and I decided that we were going to co-host the tournament together. And that's probably been about three or four years in the making. And then our original meeting was with Land Lakes for them to be the title sponsor. And we, we got all that going. And then I and myself, Jim, both of us really wanted to have the tournament here at Mystic Lake, just because the facilities are perfect for but the players. I mean, everything's right here, restaurants, the hotel. I mean, you can come here and spend the whole week and not have to leave. And then you walk right out your room and the golf course is right there. So it's just a great facility and it's going to be a great facility for, you know, people that we're going to have coming out to watch. So it's, it's just, it's the real deal. So that's, it was worth waiting. It took us a couple of years to kind of negotiate where we wanted to be and Mystic Lake. I mean, they're, they're just really happy to host us. They couldn't be better hosts. Yeah. Are you expecting to have, how many players do you have? And are you expecting like a decent number of spectators or? So we're at uh, 46 players right now. So we're doing something a little different with this event. We're actually having five local amateurs here for the week. And so they'll be paired with the uh, LPGA senior legends players. And I think we are expecting to have some good crowds. I mean, I think it's the first year of a tournament. So the more media that we get, the more social media, the more marketing that we have. We've been, I'd say in the last week or two, it's really kind of once the 3M was over, it's really kind of starting to get a little bit more attention. So I think we're going to have a pretty good crowd. Again, it's the first year, and I think every year it's going to just keep getting better. So we're excited about that. So this is something that will continue in, in future years? We'd like to. We'll, we'll see how this year goes, but we, we would like to have it and, and have it be an annual event. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be really cool. And it's cool that there's a local place for it and, and people are willing to come out here and that it draws you know, some of these former players in here. That's really, really cool. Yeah, again, I think both Land Lakes and Mystic, they've just been the Meadows Golf Club, everybody, they've the tribe, they've been excellent to work with. And and everybody's goal is to just have a really good high quality event. And I really feel like we're there. So it's been really fun. Yeah. So there's the Pro Am tomorrow on Thursday, right? And then there's the two days of the tournament, right? So the Pro Am, uh, we do a shotgun start tomorrow at 10, and then Friday is the first round of the tournament, and we'll have tee times from 9 to 12, both days, and then Saturday is the end of the tournament. Awesome. And what can golf fans look forward to with this event if they're if they're coming out to it? I think the thing that's really neat that sets us apart from the even the 3M is we, we don't have any ropes or stakes up, so you get a little bit closer to the players. That We have that little bit more of a person 
personality and a little bit easier to approach. So I think those two things are really key. Plus the regular amateur golfer can relate to our games a little bit more. And I think that's where it really, that really helps us. But again, we're all approachable. You know, you can get right up in there and you can get close to the green and it's, it's really neat. And even for, from a playing perspective, it's interesting. The first senior women's open I played and they didn't have ropes and it was actually easier. It was less distracting because people, it's just more of an int- intimate atmosphere. That's really cool. I like that idea a lot. I know that at some of those bigger golf tournaments, it's kind of weird how the crowds are sort of penned in and trying to figure out where you can be. And that's really neat that it'll be a little bit more interactive. Yeah, you'll be able to see a lot of really good golf. And everybody's pretty tuned up right now because we just came off the U.S. Senior Women's Open last week. So it'll be good. It'll be good. Everybody's kind of ready to go. Michelle Redmond, thank you so much for joining us here on Daily Delivery. I'm Chris Hine, Timberwolves beat writer at the Star Tribune and the first five-time guest in Daily Delivery history. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This work is made possible by our Star Tribune subscribers. For unlimited access to the articles mentioned in this podcast, our coverage of Minnesota sports from pros to preps, and even all of Rand's future blog posts about how the Timberwolves should trade for players they will never get, go to startribune.com slash subscribe. Randy Johnson, welcome back to Daily Delivery. Thanks, Christina. So the Gophers had media day yesterday, right? Yep, yep. Uh, they're uh... A uh, couple uh, on their athletes' village on campus. Yeah, they it was pretty fun uh, situation. You know, BJ Fleck and uh, a few players, and then uh, a lot of photo uh, uh, situations where they're getting their mug shots and everything shot. And uh, we had some time, uh, some extra time with some players then too. Mm-hmm. What was the attitude like among players and coaches? I mean, fall camp starts Wednesday. I, you know, I think it's just a relief to be playing again and and in a non-COVID season. You know. So far, at least we think uh, just, you know, the the happiness of getting back on the field. And uh, I think there's a lot of the play the players believe they have a pretty good team here and that uh, they, they should, you know, have a chance to be pretty, pretty decent this year. Definitely. So as far as I mean, you mentioned the, the COVID season last year and how this year might be better. But I mean, as there have been, you know, a dozen daily delivery episodes on the Vikings COVID situation is, did anybody talk at all at media days about kind of the threat of COVID and, you know, all the vaccine conversation? No, it wasn't, it wasn't a big uh, uh, deal. Uh, Basically they're, they don't, they haven't put a number on uh, how many, what percentage uh, players have been vaccinated other than the, other than PJ coach, uh, coach PJ Flex saying that it's, it's a substantially high number. So I don't know if they have uh, quite the, uh, the the situation the Vikings have or, or, or those type of fears where you know your starting quarterback is, hasn't been vaccinated that type of thing. So yeah, that's been quite a story to follow. I know they've been. I know Chip was on the show um, on Wednesday, and yeah, it was a lot of a lot of conversations with the Vikings. I was surprised to see that they were you know the least vaccinated team in the league, but it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds with college football too. Yeah, yeah, it, it's. Uh, you know, they'll make people go through uh, testing and everything. So if you don't want to have to go through that, uh, the route uh, is to get vaccinated. So, yeah. So, I mean, the COVID shortened season last year was pretty tough on the Gophers. They were three and four and it was kind of a, a big letdown, but 2019 was, you know, like you said, a breakout season. You had the story um, on startribune.com about that the other day. Um, they were 11 and two in 2019. And that was, you know, flex third year. Right. And so, 
Um, after all those ups and downs over the last couple of years, what are some of the big question marks going into this season? I think the defense will be the biggest question mark. You know, they, they, um, they got off a really bad start last year, uh, improved as the season went on. They've, uh, basically brought in, uh, two or three transfers that, that should have, uh, a pretty much an immediate impact. Uh, you know, a couple of them will probably start and, uh, another defense lineman might be adding some depth. Um, they expect to be better on defense than, than they were, especially at the start of last season. Um, you know, there's, you lose a guy like Ben St. Juiced, uh, to the NFL in the secondary. So that's, that's a big hole to fill. Um, yeah, that that's, I think they're, they're very deep on offense, especially offensive line. Um, you, you got your quarterback back. You got the Big Ten running back of the year in in um, Mo Ibrahim. Um, so defense is probably one area that they're focusing on. And then special teams, I'm sure they're looking for quite a bit of improvement there too. Definitely. Yeah, I saw the story that Marcus Fuller did on, on Mo. Um, so as far as newcomers or people returning, who are some of the, the key people to watch, whether it's transfers or, you know, guys that they've gotten back? Well, transfers, I'll, I'll go on defense. Um, uh, Niles Pickney, uh, defensive uh, lineman from Clemson. Um, he, he, he would figure to be one of their top defensive players. Um, he's a big guy in the middle. Um, you have um, – Jack Gibbons, linebacker out of Abilene Christian, a grad transfer. Um, he should be able to shore that up a bit. Another defensive lineman, uh, Val Martin out of NC States. He should be able to add some depth um, in that in that unit. Um, basically, then they you know they return uh, guys like Mariana Sori Marin at linebacker who had a little bit of a tough start last year, but uh, came on better as the season went on, and then. They'll get Braylon Oliver back at linebacker from a knee injury. Uh, that should be a big help. So there's been a lot of news on the college football front nationally lately. And, you know, we see that Texas and Oklahoma are going to be going to the SEC in a few years and um, kind of the implosion of the Big 12. I saw yesterday um, a merger, possible merger with Big 12 and the Pac-12. Um, there's a lot going on conference-wise. Is there any indication of that? kind of impacting the big 12, the big 10, I mean, and, and maybe the Gophers, or is it kind of too early to say, you know, kind of too early to say, I think the big 10 is going to proceed carefully and see what, uh, see how the landscape applies to them. Uh, you know, you've, you've heard rumors about uh, Kansas, Iowa state possibly joining, um, you know, that, I don't know if those are going to get any legs anytime soon. Um, the big 10, I think will proceed, you know, kind of deliberately. Um, but they don't want to be caught uh, waiting in case something they could put together. There's always talk of, of them and the Pac-12, some Pac-12 teams getting together, that type of thing. Yeah, it's been interesting to follow kind of conference realignment and like the the levels of conference bureaucracy is is really a weird story to follow. Yeah, it's it's uh, there, this season has been a spring and summer been a big uh, time of change in college athletics, especially with the uh, name, image, and likeness and uh, transfers being a lot more readily available um yeah it's kind of become the wild west in a little you know in a way with yeah that was another thing i wanted to ask about because yeah, i mean you know you mentioned the gophers benefiting from some of the transfers and and the transfer market being pretty hot but as far as name image and likeness have any gopher players been capitalizing on that so far or any anything coming up yet yeah yeah the, there's been a few um basically uh uh tanner morgan uh, entered in in uh with the um uh, video messaging um, 
service. I forget the name of it offhand. Uh, but there was a pretty cool uh, situation last week. Uh, Tanner, uh, Morgan, and uh, Mo Ibrahim, the running back, basically uh, they wanted to give their offensive linemen a little bit of love. Um, they had a, a, an autograph session at uh, brought, all, brought the linemen out to a Baldy's Barbecue in Lakeville, and basically they took their proceeds and given it to the linemen. So they they took care of those guys. So it was uh, and linemen were very appreciative of that of that. Yeah, I saw the story you did um, about that last week, and yeah, it was interesting to see kind of their push to kind of get the offensive lineman in the spotlight. I mean, I grew up, I'm from Arkansas and grew up an Arkansas fan and there's a local barbecue place in Fayetteville that's sponsoring like the entire Arkansas offensive line. So there's kind of like a weird niche market for some of those positions, but it's, it's cool to see those guys who kind of get more of the star power um, kind of sharing the love a little bit. Yeah. I, I see a similar situation in Wisconsin with their offensive line. So yeah, I, I think the big, the big fellas are going to get fed this, uh, this fall. Yeah, the the Big Ten, I feel like Big Ten offensive line is, is going to be a fun uh, potential sponsorship uh, opportunity there with all of these kind of corn-fed guys up here. Yeah. Um, so the Gophers open at, you know, the newly rebranded Huntington Bank Stadium. Uh, uh, Rolls so- right off the tongue, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> From one bank to another. Um, so they open September 3rd against Ohio State, which is... September a- 2nd. September 2nd. Oh, yeah. Thursday, September 2nd. Even sooner than I thought. So Thursday start against Ohio State, which is a pretty tough way to start the season, right? Yeah. You know, Ohio State, the defending uh, runner up nationally. Uh, I, you do catch them uh, breaking in a new quarterback. Uh, so, you know, maybe there's a chance there. Uh, yeah. Basically, uh, you know, Gopher's going to have to uh, basically put everything together during training camp here and, you know, they're starting off on, with a, on, on a really tough note, uh, but you know you got to play them sometime. Definitely. And then, as far as the schedule, are there other challenges kind of awaiting down the road? I know their second game, I think, is like Miami of Ohio. But as far as you know, Big Ten play, what other challenges or, or key games should we circle on the? Yeah, I, I would say um, one one other non conference game, uh, September eighteenth, to go to Colorado, which that'll be interesting. Uh, they're going against the Pac twelve team and. Um, team that's been decent lately uh basically uh, and uh, it's a fun trip for a lot of fans too i know a lot of fans are uh, aiming toward that one um big 10 play uh they they, they open up Purdue. uh what's really gonna be key in the big 10 is their closing stretch the last three games of the season they're at iowa at indiana and then home against wisconsin so it'd be good for them to get off to a really good start uh, those are gonna be three tough games to, to finish so camp started on Wednesday, and how often will you actually be able to go into camp and talk to players? Don't have the schedule yet. I, the next open availability is Saturday. They have um, it's called their family day scrimmage, or not scrimmage, just a, just a, a practice. So we're public. The public is is it's open. It's at TCF Bank or Huntington Bank Stadium. Huntington Bank, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's the next one. It's like one thirty on Saturday. Um, after that, I have not seen a schedule of when they're letting, um, basically they've had, you know, usually three or four per training camp that are open to the public. And then there might be another day or a few days where the media is, we can get there. We can go there for like a half hour and then, then PJ and a couple players will talk afterward. Mm-hmm. What do you look for? And what are you trying to take away from whenever you're able to go to kind of these like brief availabilities? Yeah, you know, a lot of it is is trying to depth chart and seeing how they're 
rotating players in and out. And then, you know, you're looking for, okay, who's injured, you know, who's, who's missing. Um, yeah. A lot of it is, you know, taking attendance. Um, no, it, it's, it's not the, it's kind of the mundane stuff. And, you know, the, you're the nice thing about camp and, or, and in like media days, you get to spend a little time with the players, get to know them a little bit, you know, whereas during the season, it's pretty tight. Uh, you know, most of the time it's not, there's not a whole lot of one-on-ones. It's usually in groups or on podiums, that type of thing. Um, that, 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 that's what was nice with the, the Baldi's barbecue deal. You know, that, that, that wasn't run by the U. So you know, there was no restrictions per se and talking to the players, the good guys, they're the, they got some offensive linemen. There's some pretty good characters and a couple of you know, really smart guys. One, one guy, uh, Connor Olson's uh, basically uh uh, applying to med- medical schools right now. He, he wow. kicked butt on his MCATs. And uh, then uh, Blaze Andrews, uh, you know, these guys are, you know, might be playing in the NFL, but Blaze Andrews is going to be an actuary. And certain, so he's got, you know, this math degree and everything. So it's, there's some um, interesting cats there. Well, Randy, thank you so much for joining us again here on Daily Delivery to talk a little bit of a gopher football preview. Thanks a lot, Christina. Appreciate it. And that's all for today's episode of Stribs Sports Daily Delivery. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Um, appreciate Randy Johnson and Michelle Redmond for getting on the show. Be sure to look into the Land Lakes Legends Classic happening today through Saturday. And go to startribune.com for all of Randy's gopher football coverage headed into the season starting in just under a month. Thank you again, and I'll be back with you tomorrow. Um, We'll have a special guest for tomorrow's podcast, and we'll talk a little bit of Olympics um, and a little bit of Minnesota Lynx basketball. So looking forward to tomorrow's episode as well. I'm Christina Long in for Michael Rand, and thank you all so much for listening. 